So welcome to Talking Racing. Got Jerry Jordan from KickingTheTires.net joining us today. And uh, Jerry, first off, uh, your thoughts on, I guess, the Daytona 500. Well, I, I always hate it when we go into a last lap and there's a crash and it shuts everything down. I, I really wanted to see them, uh, you know, go for it. I'm not sure who would have won, uh, whether it would have been, you know, uh, Joey Logano or, 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 or Ricky or anyone else for that matter. But, you know, I, I want to see them race to the end. Those aren't the rules we have, and the rules were put in place for safety, so I totally get it. It's just kind of a letdown after being there for, you know, eight days and 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 wait, wanting to see everything, you know, come to this big grand conclusion. Uh, but, you know, hey, we have another Daytona 500 next year. That's right. You know, that's what I said yesterday. I did a radio hit, and it was like, so what are your thoughts? And I was like, I think I'm content. Yeah, you know what the heck? I'm, we saw a great uh, we saw a great race in the truck series until it started raining. It hadn't rained the whole week we'd been there, okay? Then all of a sudden they had to shorten that race, and fans were like, "Well, they, it stopped raining like an hour later." Well, an hour later, and then we had to be back at the track at like you know six thirty seven o'clock the next morning when the garage opened uh, for the Xfinity race. You just you just can't stack and stack and stack like that. A lot of those teams that are on the that are uh, doing stuff the crews in the Truck Series, um, you know, they work on other teams in the Xfinity and, and the Cup Series, and they they need to get some sleep. I mean, uh, I definitely went on on very few hours of sleep. There was a one day, there was a three day stretch in that period of time that I literally got four hours total sleep over seventy two hours. Uh-huh. So, uh, sleeping uh, in your clothes that, too, huh? Yeah, I, you know, uh, and and part of it was my own fault. Even though I was away from the track more hours than that, we we stayed an hour away just because of logistics and the number of people that were in town. Look, this Daytona 500 was sold out. So, but but it wasn't just that race though. The other races had really high attendance as well. So those fans, they were already in town. They were already taking up hotel rooms. They were already taking up Airbnbs. We stayed in uh, Altamont Springs. And uh, there were five of us in our house. And it's just, you know, it was 48 minutes, 50 minutes away with traffic. Uh, so there was nothing I could do. I had an, I had that time period there. So when I got to the house, I went to sleep. And I got up the next morning, at, you know, the uh, as the sun was coming up, sometimes before, and uh, and went to the track. So that's just how it goes. So second off, uh, where are you at right now? You in Texas? Yeah, I'm back in Texas. I'm in my office. And uh, I've got a – I'll show you around. That's the uh, – camera stuff and then no, so your setup's a little bit nicer stuff and uh there's a pull cue over there and uh yeah i own a marketing company and uh i work uh do a lot of stuff for the uh uh for the coin industry and precious metals industry the company here universal coin and bullion uh is one of my big clients so uh i, I have an office actually in there in their building nice kind nice. of cool so we're, we're in texas are you from texas beaumont, originally beaumont Beaumont, Beaumont, Texas. I'm yeah. I've, I grew up a little, just about eight or ten miles from here, and uh, and went to school here, and just could have left. I was the editor of a newspaper here for a long time, and uh, decided to to expand, kicking the tires, and then open up my marketing company to uh, to continue making uh, uh, you know real money, and because you don't make any money in NASCAR media, uh, so you know, and that's where we're at. So. Uh, but yeah, it's been uh, been very blessed to uh, to be able to report now uh, covering NASCAR for 21 years. So what made you start kicking the tires, or just like what got you racing bug? I didn't have it. I hated this stuff. I'll be honest with you. I was really? never interested in racing. It, look, my dad raced cars when he was younger. My grandfather raced cars. I was a photographer. Okay, I wanted to you know hang out in high school, 
take pictures of the cheerleaders. You know, I, I, I hung out with a couple. I, I had I had a girlfriend that was on the the drill team at the time. Um, you know, so I wasn't interested. A local uh, a dirt track racer, his name was Floyd Nichols. Um, he offered me a ride, and I, I turned him down. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not interested in this. And then, like in 2000, 2000, right at the end of 2000, my sister, who's been a huge fan, um, she's, you know, she's like, come on, come to a race with me and mom. And I wasn't interested. Well, then I, I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get us a ticket credentials uh, for, through the newspaper for Texas Motor Speedway. So I said, I'll, I'll try to watch the Daytona 500. Well, we all know what happened in that Daytona 500. That's the 2001 was when, when uh, Dale Sr. was killed. So it piqued my interest a little more uh, and then went to a race. And um, long story short, I fell in love with it. And I saw it as a way to make some money uh, for the newspaper through advertising. And NASCAR was on an upward trend at the time. And uh, it just turned in from writing a column every week uh, to having a, a, a you know radio show. I ended up buying into a radio station. Uh, the website came along. I have 13 writers and photographers now with kicking the tires. And, uh, you know, it just in 2012, the newspaper came to me and said, hey, you need to think about what you're going to do. You're going to stay with this NASCAR thing or are you going to stay with us? So this really wasn't a question that they wanted right. the answer to. Uh, they really wanted me to, you know, to basically not do any more NASCAR. Like, yeah, NASCAR is done. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, this, yeah, this was not an option that was given. This was a, uh, and they had actually started this in 2010 and I'd blown them off. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to quit doing NASCAR. We'll figure it out, you know, whatever. I made, you know, we had a profit of like $5,600 last year just from NASCAR coverage, which isn't a lot of money, but, it, right. you know, it, it, was, it was a profit. They couldn't say it was costing money. Um, but in 2012, they were pretty adamant about it. And I said, don't back me into a corner. I said, I, I could see the trajectory. I was doing, I was doing some other stuff and I uh, had some contracts lining up on some few things. And, uh, and they said, no, you don't understand. This wasn't a question. This is a, you will give up NASCAR if you intend to stay employed. And I'm like, well, uh, no, not exactly. So long story short, I left, I started kicking the tires full time. Um, and then, uh, it grew from where it was at. And, uh, you know, Summer Bedgood came over and was one of my uh, first writers and editors, and uh, she's still with us today. Uh, you know, a lot of the people that have come through Kicking the Tires have gone on. I, actually, everyone who's ever worked for Kicking the Tires has gone on to a better job. Uh, you know, uh, we've got Zach Catanzaretti, who works at NBC Sports. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got uh, uh, Caleb Whistler, who now works for a marketing firm that's in NASCAR. He went to PRN as well and does some stuff there. Uh, so Jordan Miller went to a PR firm uh, and then now works at uh, as a PR director for a college in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. So the people that and then there's others. So the people that have come here, I kind of made it my goal. I want to as hard it is to get into the sport. I've used kicking the tires as a means of building careers. Uh, but look, I'm 51 years old. Uh, I've been doing this. I've been doing this journalism thing since I was 16 years old. And uh, so I know how hard it is to develop skills. I know how hard it is to develop sources and to build a career. And I want people to be able to go out there and, and see, hey, you know, these people that work for Kicking, they've got experience. They're, they're worthy and they're good. You know, they're, they're good prospect to hire and move on in the sport or wherever they want to go. So that's, uh, that's what I use Kicking for. And that's how the whole thing got started, uh, you know, 21 years ago. Nice. See, I was terrible at riding. So I was like, I, I was doing some riding stuff. 
like blogging in Okinawa, Japan when I was stationed there in the Air Force. And the guy was all like, or, or my uh, wife at the time was like, you really suck at writing about it. And then lo and behold, <laughs> there's a guy who was stationed there who's a big NASCAR fan who worked for the, the radio station out there, AFN. He's like, dude, I love NASCAR. Come on, just talk about it. I was like, all right, cool, man, sure. Just came on, did like a weekly hit, preview the race, post race. Watching yeah. the race at 2 a.m. Like, all right, cool, here we go. And then she was like, well, you're a lot better talking about it than you are writing about it. And then, lo and behold, got in the dirt track world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's – and I, I did that. I went that route too because, you know, I bought into uh, into a station that had a, had a show. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about getting back in, into uh, the radio side of it too. We had a podcast, and I'll be honest with you, our podcast, it, it got really disjointed, and, and a lot of that was my fault. Uh, I wasn't studying. Uh, some of the, I'm so busy with other stuff and, um, I didn't, you know, every week is a grind and even with the radio show, it was a grind. Uh, but you know, to, to do an hour long podcast and to do everything we had to do in the study, I just didn't have the time back then. Now I do, uh, you know, but, but, uh, also I'm not traveling to 30 races a year. You know, I, there were three seasons in a row that I went to every single race. So that's 40 weeks Jeez. on the road in hotels. Um, and there were two seasons that I drove uh, 16, no, 17 and 18. I drove from track to track to track for the final 10 races. I was 73 days straight on the road, not at home. I was in a camper with, you know, pulling behind Good my truck, grief. going everywhere, camping with the fans and hanging out in the infield. And uh, that was, that's a lot more work than, than you would think. It is, uh, it is jarring. And mm. uh, so I decided uh, last year, year before that I was going to start slowing down. So this year I'll probably make 20, 21 races, maybe 20. I'll probably end up honestly pushing it to 24, 25. Just I've already seen some things that have happened and that I'm going to be in Vegas next weekend. And, you know, I've already made, I already went to LA for the call, you know, for the clash Coliseum. I was in Daytona. Uh, next week's Vegas, and I'll have to go to Richmond. I made a promise to Shannon uh, Stevens up in uh, New Hampshire that I will go to New Hampshire this year. So once I start looking at all the uh, all, all the things and all the promises I made to PR people, uh, it looks like it's going to be 24, 25 races when it, when it's all said and done. Where are you staying at in Vegas? Uh, hopefully the South Point. If not, I've got a room lined up somewhere else. But uh, the South Point is great to us, and uh, we do some trade-out deals with them, and uh, they, they're – Look, if you're going to go to Vegas and you need to stay somewhere where the NASCAR fans or the NASCAR uh, uh, teams are at, the South Point's your place. And, uh, you know, Brendan Gaughan helps us out, check, he, he, you know, make sure that we're taken care of. Uh, John Ionetti, one of the guys there, is, uh, has been a great friend of mine uh, through the years, and we really appreciate everything they do for us. But uh, the South Point is definitely where it's at. So I'm not staying at the South Point. I won't say where I mentioned that because you just gave it a good plug. But I'm going to say it's a plug for the South Point. I'm not going to lie. But they're not giving me – they haven't given me anything. Uh, so I'm at the Strat. I, I, they still do Stratus for pole day? I don't know. But uh, they <laughs> there used you go. To, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I know they used to So uh, because I remember that big tall trophy yeah. that they had out there. I was there. like, Stratus so, for pole day, uh, but now they don't do pole day anymore. I don't know. I, I, I miss it. The, this weekend's the Pala Casino out in California. They're Pala Casino uh, mm-hmm. 400 at, at Auto Club. So, you know, the casino industry is realizing that this NASCAR thing is uh, is not going anywhere. So uh, it's it's kind of a big deal. So, uh, you know, the casinos have money. They like to spend it. And they have uh, – uh, it, it's great for the sport. And it's great for the people that uh, that are in it because uh, if you're a fan, that's where the – you know, those sponsors is where uh, – is what makes everything go around. 
Oh, and the sports books. go around the track. The, the sports books, I think, are just huge now. I mean, I, I know you you like to uh, throw out your little weekly columns on who you're wagering on. I, I'm a gambler. I, I went 0 for 5 this weekend. I think uh, Daniel Suarez on that uh, that last caution. Didn't think it needed to be a caution, but then he got stuck in the grass, so I guess needed to be a caution, but still. Uh. <laughs> well, I had Stenhouse for 30 to 1, but I had uh, I had several other drivers. I always bet all the long shots on the 500, so you really oh, yeah. can't lose. It's a crapshoot. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, may have, I may have cleared a profit of probably about $45 at the end of the day. Uh, but it, you, you book a winner, yay. Uh, but if you bet, if you bet literally three quarters of the field that are anything right. over 20 to one odds, you're going to hit most likely, unless just <laughs> something crazy like a Joy Logano hits, you know, goes in there and, and, and wins. So, so for, for the good of all the gamblers out there that like to hit the long shots, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was definitely a, a good pick. And I know that a lot of people did bet him because he's good on super speedways. And you know, it's funny. I was like talking about last week. I was like, man, Ricky, like he's been really good there, but. I just don't see it. He's turned into like Ricky Spinhouse now, you know, right? Like that's what everybody calls him, a, a Ricky Spinhouse. And like, and I yeah. love Ricky. Like, I'm a huge Ricky fan. I've followed his career up through the dirt ranks to, you know, the Xfinity series now to cup. And it's like, I just don't see it. Like a year ago, I would be like, you know what? Give it, if he's 40 to one, I'm throwing money on Ricky. Cause I think he's going to be at the end. And then I just, I watched the duels and it's like, who's going to make the aggressive moves. He didn't really make any aggressive moves. He kind of laid back and did, not so Ricky things. So, I mean, just yeah. talk about like his win this past week and how uh, big that was for that uh, single car team. Huge single car team. Let me tell you something. Like I said, I've been covering the sport for 21 years. I can't think of another time when a sponsor was at the track and went up on stage to address the media to say how big this was for them. Mm-hmm. The head of Kroger was there. And I asked a question about what does this mean for ROI for a sponsor or like that company. And the, the head of Kroger comes up and says, look, you know, let me tell you how big this is. We had all our people here. We this this is huge, and this is why we picked JTG Jordy to uh, to, to be our our team, and we are not going anywhere. So to have a sponsor go up on stage like that was really really huge. Uh, and, and like I said, I don't think I've ever seen it other than at a big announcement for a sponsorship. Not definitely at the winners press conference. Right, man. I felt so bad too reading that. I guess Brad had to leave because he had eye surgery this off season. So it's like he wasn't even there to see his. Car win the 500. I mean, did he sneak in the press conferences later or did he just leave the track all together? No, he actually, um, in about what time is it right now? In about 20 minutes, I think he has a, uh, uh, no, actually, it was, it was, sorry, it was an hour and 20 minutes ago. Uh, he had a press conference that I missed. Uh, <laughs> I was, yeah, uh, I was, got busy on something else. And uh, the whole time change from ES Eastern to Central is kind of, you know, when you're out there for so long, I try to keep everything on Eastern time, but it doesn't happen. Oh, I hear you. And it's about to get worse too. Here coming up in what a month. Got yeah, time change. <laughs> change time change. Let's let's just stop all this daylight savings time crap and get it over with. Oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. But nah, man, I know he still does Series XM stuff though. So I, I gotta listen him and the Brad and Brad show. See if that's still a thing. Yeah, I I I, you know, I, I believe he's doing something. But like I said, his his uh. He did have a press conference, uh, and that audio will be out uh, a little bit later. I'll go back and listen to it and see what happens, uh, see what they said. Uh, but you know, because the NASCAR will most likely put that on the uh, on the on the media site, so I'll go check it out. Yeah, but it's not gonna be that cool though. I feel like what no. two days after the fact, three days after the fact. Like I want to get like because he's always a jacked up human being. So like I feel like just him being down there. I mean, if this race was on NBC and he was there, 
It would have been like, Katie, bar the door. I did hear that the second that they won, he called Michael Jordan and started trash talking. I, I don't, be, I don't uh, not believe it. <laughs> uh, well, I, it came from a very valuable, a very reliable source. Uh, but, you know, they were, they were, they were apparently they're obviously they're, they're very good friends. But uh, he was, uh, he was definitely do, talking some smack over to, uh, over to you know Michael Jordan and, and the twenty three XI team guys. So uh, that, that's all in fun. That's you know, look, there's a lot of that that goes on in the garage. We have a lot of fun, and oh, yeah. even the media, even the media people, you know, talk smack to each other every once in a while. And I've been down there. I've sunk. I hung out with you. We did the the the, yeah. what, the sipping wine now here at that's the right. vacation thing a couple Heck years back. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. You came and hung out in the booth when we had the radio show out there yep. at the track. And, and I mean, like you said, long hours. Hey, long hours is showing up at 6 a.m. to set up a tent and not leaving until 10 p.m. And that's what I try to tell people. They're like, oh, you've got the coolest job in the world. I'm like, well, you know, my job's pretty cool, but I will be more than happy to get you a credential to a race and you can come hang out with me from start to finish and see exactly what we do and sit in uncomfortable chairs and have really bad food at a lot of tracks. Some tracks have really good food, so I'm not going to say anything. You know, it's not at every track. Well, I, but, I know uh, why you're not going to Fontana now. I am not going to Fontana. <laughs> I, well, there's way more story to that than, than you realize. I started a boycott at Fontana years ago. What? Why? Uh, yeah. Um, the track's great. Great race and love the, love the track. Uh, but the food was always horrible. And then they wanted us to pay for it. And I'm like, look, I don't mind paying for food, but don't make me pay for the same crappy stuff that you've been giving me for you know several years. And so I went to <laughs> – look, it was only 25 bucks, but it doesn't matter. It was the no, total principle. principle. You're talking to the guy that drove to Atlanta Motors uh, to Atlanta to fight a five dollar parking ticket. I drove there three times, so to fight a five dollar parking. Amen. It's all about principle. So I went to the store and bought bananas, peanut butter, fruits, snacks, healthy stuff, non healthy stuff, snack cakes. You know, probably about one hundred and twenty five, hundred and thirty dollars worth of stuff. I brought it into the media center and set it up in my. I had two spots. I set it up in my my second spot. And it was free to anyone that wanted it for the whole weekend. And if something ran out, the granola bars ran out. I went, I went to the store the next that night and uh, and got them uh, more granola bars or bananas or whatever. It was fresh. It was nice. It was you know good. It was healthy and non healthy. Uh, but you could definitely come off. All you had to do was walk over there and grab it, and it was yours. And there were no questions asking. You didn't mm-hmm. have to pay for it. And I did that for a couple of years, and uh, and then I just quit going out there altogether. But uh, I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss the track uh, in the way it is. I'll, I'll go back out once they reconfigure it. That'll be fun. If so, do you feel like that is? Oh, by the way, by the way, happen. they don't make anybody pay for food anymore. It's it was it, true, you know. but it's still crappy. Uh, yeah, it is. Cool I, crappy. I had the wrap turkey sandwich. Last, I just ate the cookies. Called it a day. One guy nice. turkey leg. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let, let's, King let's Taco. King Tacos out there. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's what it is, King Taco. And man, they still yeah. got the, the. Here's what I love about Fontana. Like, obviously, this was like Roger Penske's brainchild. You know, back in the '90s mm-hmm. or whatever, '97, I believe, was when we had the first race out there. And like, you still get those like sliding shuffle billboards with like King Taco and Goodyear or something like that. And it's like, man, that's old school feel. I mean, is it outdated compared to today's tracks? Hugely outdated. But like the race in itself, I mean, they haven't touched the surface other than I think put a strip down the backstretch since 1997. Yeah. Like, yeah, like 20 something, 26 years. Uh, but now here's the, uh, here's the kicker. You know, that place is built on like a, a Super fun, toxic site. You know, oh, yeah. it's like a, it was like, it was, you know, there was so much uh, 
pollution from the and the soil out there from the from the the steel mill that was next door that they couldn't use it for anything other than you know industrial or a racetrack or something along those so they built a roger penske got a good deal and built a racetrack and it's an, it was a great racetrack for a number of years it's it you know it'll be interesting to see what kind of short track uh they come up with but you do think that that is going to happen because i've heard a bunch of stuff like man i don't know if this is going to happen like i mean once you're gone out of sight out of mind Look, I talked to them at the clash, and he was adamant that this yeah. was going to happen. That the head of the track and uh, Dave, he's like, "It's going to happen," and I'm like, "Okay." So, I, and I, I, it's funny you say that you're hearing stuff because one of my reporters just texted me uh, saying, "Hey, I'm hearing stuff." Well, <laughs> if you're, I don't know, I don't know where this is coming from because NASCAR is on record saying we're bulldozing the track, so. You know, we'll see what happens. I feel like there's always going to be those naysayers out there because it's like every time you ask for something lately, all you get is a road course. So, I mean, I feel like there's just going to be naysayers out there. And I feel like I'm one of those. No, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't care where it comes from. Uh, I'd like to see a few more tracks on the schedule. I'd like for us to do more stuff like we did at the Clash. I think that would be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I joked because I got a friend that's a uh, Red Sox fan. And I said, and I'm not, I'm, look, I'm not in a big into baseball i'm not big in any other sport i'm in i'm in an ascar but i said why don't we just build a track inside the yankee stadium <laughs> and uh you know of course the the yankee fans just lost their minds and i said i was just asking for a for a red sox fan come on <laughs> 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 but you know i mean we could build a track anywhere let's try it i mean why not let's uh yeah i think you're gonna see nascar go um go overseas um uh, not just the lamont you know, deal. Uh, Garage 56 is just a one-off thing for right now, but it's it's more about get introducing NASCAR to the to the European market and getting people over there to like NASCAR. And we already have NASCAR Euro Series, which is pretty nice. But this is going to be a whole new, different immersion into it. I'll be over there for that. But I think NASCAR is going to be doing some really crazy things uh, going forward with some tracks. Uh, also, expect us to see uh, to be in Mexico City at some point. I also expect us to be in uh, Canada again coming up with the Cup Series at some point. So uh, we will. Uh, your California Auto Club Speedway is just it's just one blip on the radar of what the things are, the, to, that I, I hear are coming down the line for NASCAR in the future. I see you're hearing stuff too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> see, and I, you know, I've been around the sport for 21 years. People, people know who I am. You know, uh -huh. they, I get, I get calls. You know, we broke the electric uh, car story. You know, that was the story that I, I broke last year. It's a big, big deal. The only reason why it didn't happen yet is because the manufacturers couldn't get their, you know, poop in a group and, and, and make it uh, make it come to fruition. Plus, it was some supply chain issues with getting the parts out of uh, mm -hmm. out of Europe and things like that. So, um, but we will uh, we will definitely see a support series, not a primary series, but a support series with some type of hybridization electrification car in NASCAR before this before it's over with. And we probably will see it before the end of the year. They are very far down the long down the road for that. Right, right, right. So, do you see like something like that taking over? Like that could what eventually comes the Xfinity series or do you think it's just going to be a whole separate deal? I've been joking for years that they're going to change ARCA to Sparka and, uh, you know, just call it the Sparka series for, you know, the electrified thing, just some playing on words, but it will be most likely a series that uses crossover SUV style vehicles. Um, you know, like, uh, like a RAV4 style vehicle mm -hmm. or, or that Honda Fit 
uh, style vehicle, stuff like that. Um, I think that's what we will see in it, something along those lines. Uh, it will not be a competitive series where we are out there every week with 40 cars at this point, at least not in the preliminary stages. Um, it'll be its own separate support series for NASCAR. And I think it'll be pretty cool because uh, all the things that I wrote about and all the things that I've heard about it, it's going to be pretty neat. I mean, the Formula E series stuff that, that uh, F1 does is, is pretty cool if you've gone oh, to those races. So uh, I'm excited for it. I mean, hey, you put a green flag and a checker flag and cars in between. I'm always happy with it, right? Look, I can watch bicycles racing. I don't care. If, you know, I'd rather watch racing than football any day of the week. Everybody's like, oh, the Super Bowl. Oh, so what? You know, I, it, it, The Super Bowl was here in Arizona, and I was over it. Once I saw my first Philly fan. So, I mean, I'm from Texas originally. Love the Cowboys, hate the Eagles. And yeah, I was like, all right, you guys can just get out of my town now. So, just, thanks just leave now. <laughs> yeah, just, just leave now. I, I get it. It's big for the city, but no, just go. Just go. The, the only thing I like, uh, I like the Super Bowl for, honestly, I mean, I've been to two. I've been on the sidelines for one of them. Nice. Uh, as a matter of fact, in 2004, you can look in, uh, in the replays. You'll see me standing over in the replay by the replay booth and watching, and I'll stand off to the side taking photos. So, so there, you know, there's documented proof that I was on the field as, at a Super Bowl game. So I've seen them. The only thing I like Super Bowl for really is playing squares and, 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 you know, seeing if I can win on the points. That's, that's really, that's really it. That's why I watch the game mm-hmm. if I watch it at all. And I mean, the commercials. Well, my team, you know, that's why I watch it. And my team's never yeah. in it. So that's basically why I watch it too. Hit the first quarter this year. So I felt good. I, I had, I had a hundred dollars square on a, uh, uh, on the final quarter and it paid double. So I was really, really, really happy. There you go. There you go. So, so looking ahead, obviously this weekend, Fontana, uh, other than I uh, bring your own food, do you have a, a good Fontana memory? I have lots of Fontana memories. I think some of the, the fact that they're, you know, pushing 200 down the front stretch is amazing. You know, they got the Toyota speed trap and they're, you know, they're going, they're, they're breaking 200 miles an hour down there. And uh, that's, that's really cool to see. Uh, the other thing is I have a lot of friends out there and I like going to see them. Uh, I've shot photos for different websites and different, uh, different things through the years uh, as well. So uh, California is always a, a good trip. It's just, um, I didn't like the way they handled the they treated the media for a few years, and I made it. I was very vocal about it, and I didn't care who who knew. Uh, but they've done well. Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash on them because they've done great work in reaching out to the media and working with the media and things like that. So there's, uh, you know, a, a, one problem does not make a you know an, a pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak. So um, I, I just I'm sad that. They're going to get rid of the track, but I'm excited to see what the new track's going to be. So I, I guess that would be my, and, and I don't really want, I don't really want to go out there and see the old track. I know what the great racing I saw there in the right. past. I'm really interested in seeing what the new track will do though. See, I'm like torn because I like, man, like I love the two mile track. Like you said, like seeing them barrel down and the turn number one is cool with the speed tracker. They probably should have taken it down last year though. Cause uh, those two tens are gone to like 190s now 187 but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a little a little bit off but uh, i i just but the the insurance rates look here's what people understand we are we are governed by certain things in this sport we're governed by sponsors we're governed by fans and we're governed by insurance rates and smart business decisions and look if we slow it down from 210 to 195 you can't look at it and tell 
I just drove at Daytona last week. Okay. I mean, here's my, here's my certification. Mm -hmm. I did 145.56 miles an hour. You know what? It's a good thing. I didn't know that that was the speed at the time. I was just using the tachometer. Um, because if I would have known that that was a speed, I probably would have wrecked and freaked out. I didn't know I was going that fast. I do know that I could have gone faster because I hit the chip coming out of turn four nice. and it, it cost me one ten thousandth of a second, which made me lose the title in the media center to Davey Siegel from uh, Sirius XM. Mm. And I'm a little bit burned up about that, but speed is speed. And, you know, you can't look at, I couldn't tell how fast I was going. You can't look at two fifty, you know, at two ten, and tell me that that's one ninety five. You just can't do it. Oh not, yeah, not no, with the naked no, no. eye. So I bet, it, I bet you hopped out that car last week and you thought you won the pole. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was. I, I had never look. I've been here twenty one years. I've never done that before. Okay, I've never driven the car like that. So uh, it, it was amazing. I had a great time, and uh, I want to do it again now. Oh heck yeah, yeah. That's one. That's a bucket luster for sure for me. Uh, crossing off one this year, going to Bristol, doing the night race this year. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and I mean, Daytona 500, that's always there. Was going to make it this year, but lo and behold, my fiance had a friend who got married and she was in the wedding. So, uh, kind of had to, uh, subdue to that. Yeah, that's how that happens. Uh, you <laughs> know, um, and I tell my staff, I'm like, look, life, family, job, career, all of that comes ahead of kicking the tires. Uh, you don't put, you don't put kicking the tires ahead of anything because I did it for too many years and I missed a lot of time when I should have been hanging out with my, my daughter and, you know, mm -hmm. watching, you know, band recitals and, and, you know, boring stuff like that, that dads have to do. Uh, <laughs> luckily she forgives me and she didn't want me there anyway. So it's all good. Uh, <laughs> so you're in Texas, you know, we talk about future Fontana, future of Texas motor speedway, obviously this year. I mean, I'm still like one of those like, no, Texas is fine, you know, because that's my track. I grew up going to that track. I mean, that race that you're covering in 2001, I was there sitting in the backstretch grandstands uh, with my, my dad sitting there with his Budweiser hat and Bud shirt, all that stuff. Um, but what do you see? I mean, obviously, there has to be a change. Like, whatever the formula is right now on that track is not good. There's a lot of that PJ one rosin, rising, whatever the heck you want to call it. It's on the track. I think it's, it's just ruined at this point. Uh, do you see them making like a big drastic change? I know the grandstands are kind of there. Like you can't really get too crazy with it, but do you see them doing something like outside the box at Texas? Not right now. I think you're going to see this year. We're going to, we haven't really had a chance to run this new car on it. Uh, you know, half, you know, the way that everything was last year, we didn't really didn't get that opportunity. Uh, I think what you will see is this year we will run a full race. Uh, we'll see how the car reacts with everyone on the track and, and go from there. Uh, remember, we used to have great racing at Texas Motor Speedway. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I think we can get there again. And if they do change it, I think you'll see them probably go back to a 1996 style track. Um, you know, and we could, you know, returning to our roots would be a great uh, would be a great way to uh, promote it. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I'm in contact with those guys on a regular basis. But remember, we've got Coda. Uh, we, we, you know, so we can sub Coda in for right now, and uh, and then we can we can work on Texas if they only have one race a year up there. Um, you, you can you have a lot of time to to try to get everything perfect before you uh, before you bring the cars back after this year. So we'll see what happens. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess their IndyCar schedule too, because they, they got what that early May now. So they've kind of yeah, pigeonholed the, themselves on when you can actually do stuff. And I just don't think you can do stuff right now. 
Well, you could change some stuff with uh, you could change some stuff with uh, with IndyCar too. But remember, it, it's not just NASCAR that runs Texas Motor Speedway. It's it's uh, it's the trucks, and the trucks put on a really good race there. Mm-hmm. The IndyCars put on a really good race there. So you don't want to screw that up. And uh, there's a lot of and there's a lot of other things that you know they use that track for as well. So you you got to think about the long term investment and what uh, uh, and, and what they'll do. Look, Marcus Smith will spend money to make a track better. We've seen that. So. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see what they can come up with. And I'm really interested to see how the cars run this year with everybody having all the knowledge that they have and uh, being able to go forth on the track. That'll be cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, even the playoff race last year, I mean, was it kind of a bleep show? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're leading, you know, you really don't like to spin out. But I thought the drama aspect was there. I like drama when I watch racing. So, I mean, I wasn't poo-pooing it. Everybody else was. So I was like, yeah, all right, maybe. Everybody else has a point, not me. But I'm one of those Texas, like, homers, like, oh, I know, I love my track. (laughs) Well, I mean, I am too, but I I tell people all the time, if you think it's so easy to get out there and run fast, go drive the NASCAR racing experience. Go go see how hard these cars are to, to handle and to drive. So I don't give any driver, uh, you know, I asked A.J. Allmendinger, uh in the in the media center after I went and drove. I said, how do you guys even think about trusting one another on the track? And he said, we don't. We're all idiots out there. So, uh, you know, I mean, so you think about that and, and it's really, it's hard. So, you know, no matter what the track's doing, sometimes you just try to save yourself from yourself. Uh, and that does affect the outcome of races. We've seen how many times have we gone to Martinsville, uh, after a rain delay. And then all of a sudden we run caution free mm-hmm. because everybody just wants to get through it and go home and, uh, and they don't want to wreck up and wreck and tear their stuff. And they don't want, you know, so they just try to make it through to the end and get it over with. And, and, you know, that happens. At Texas, I think we've had some drivers that are very vocal, but I also think there's some drivers behind the scenes. I, actually, I don't have to think. I know there are. Um, I'm not going to say their names because some of this is in confidence, but they say, right. look, the people that are complaining, they're the ones that aren't doing so well at Texas Motor Speedway, and they want to change it because it's hard, and they don't like it to be hard. They want it to be easy. So don't change anything. It's good for me the way it is. Drivers yeah. only care about what's good for them. Not oh, yeah. what's good, for, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a few out there that care about the sport. But at the end of the day, they're paid to win. And uh, if, if they can make it easier to win for themselves, they, you know, they'll, they might speak up here and there when, when they can. The thing Heck we need yeah. to work on is safety. We need to make sure that the cars are safe. We need, we need to make sure that drivers aren't getting concussions. And uh, and I think NASCAR is making some great strides there. We're not done with the uh, improvements to the bumper, and we're not done with the improvements to the safer barriers. So uh, that's what's more important to me right now than than whether or not we spin out or whether or not someone you know gets gets away and runs away with the race or whether we uh, play follow the leader or we're pack racing. It doesn't matter. We're still racing. We're still doing something that's pretty darn cool. Heck yeah, I totally agree. Well, we're running out of time here, Jerry. So uh, real quick, uh, this weekend, Fontana, Kyle Larson won there last year. Well, uh, got me a little bag of money last year when I made that bet on that race. Uh, Chase Elliott had a fast car. Might have got ran into the wall by his teammate. Who knows? Uh, Daniel Suarez, Trackhouse guys, they were pretty fast. Tyler Reddick, he was super fast. Uh, who are you liking this weekend? Uh, well, you know, actually, I think I'm going to have to go with, with uh, Kyle Busch. Uh, I think mm. he's still got something to prove. He's he'll be a good one to watch, um, and, and he's in the same car that Tyler Reddick was in last year. So they've got those, you know, they've got that ability to go back and pull those notes and and see what's uh, 
what it'll be like. Remember, this really kind of, uh, we have some notes. We have a notebook now, so we can go off of, uh, of some past experiences in this car at these tracks and try to match things up. So uh, I like Kyle Busch, and if, uh, you know, he'll probably show up in a, in a better two this weekend. Heck yeah, heck yeah, man. I like it. I appreciate you hopping on, uh, kicking the tires and talking racing there. That was a nice little joint venture. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> I like it, man. Hey, I'm going to miss you this week at Fontana, but hope to catch up with you in Vegas next week, all right? I'll be there. You take care. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. Appreciate you.